Good morning. We'll go ahead and get started. We got a couple more coming in, but uh, as you might notice, I am not JD. I'm sorry. Um, if you're visiting, um, JD's away for the week. I, he didn't exactly share what it was, but he's uh, he said he said he was pivoting to another ministry, is what his text said. So that's I don't know what he's doing. So it doesn't matter. It's me. Um, so like I said, if you're visiting, please come back next week. And uh, don't, don't judge us by this. Um, Aaron, let's run through some announcements. Uh, tonight, a teen night, the youth teen night, um, ages 13 to 18. I don't know what they're watching. Does anybody know what their movie they're watching? I don't know. It doesn't matter. If you're not 18, don't come. Uh, today, potluck, I believe, so come back for that. Um, there's no football game today, so you've got nothing to do, so come back and eat with us. Um, and bring a side to share. Um, we are having uh, pasta, lasagna. So um, actually leftovers from Aaron and, uh, and his wife's wedding. So it was good then. It'll be great now. So. It was frozen in between. It was not, <laughs> we just let it sit outside. The coyotes took their share. It's fine. Um, uh, we're going to be in, we're going to finish up Proverbs 20 and then try to get through 21. Um, that's you know, a chapter and a half, and when, when J.D. texted me, he, uh, he said, it's a long chapter, you don't have to expound much to fill up 40 minutes. I said, okay, well, you understand, when I get nervous, I talk fast, and I can take 40 minutes, and we can do it in 15. So, we'll see what happens, it may, uh, we'll see what happens, but uh, when he asked me, I, it's been, I don't even know how long it's been since I've taught um, on a Sunday morning, I've done a couple of Wednesdays here and there. Um, but I was thinking it's been since we did three services, which has probably been uh, 10 years. Maybe it's been a while ago since we did three services. So it's been a long time since I've been up here on a Sunday morning. So like I said, I apologize. So um, let's pray and we'll jump into it. Uh, Father, we just, uh, again, we thank you for today. Thank you for this place that we can come and gather and uh, learn from you. Lord, I just, uh, I pray that whatever... I pray that I don't get in the way, and that whatever you have for these people comes out, and as JC prayed, that it gets into their hearts, into good soil, and it plants, and it grows, and it bears fruit, Lord. And uh, Father, your, your word is true, and um, uh, uh, we just, uh, we do, we ask that you um, help us to, to learn from and understand it. Father, we just love you in Jesus' name, amen. All right, uh, we're going to start in verse 15. Um, I can't remember if he finished verse 15 or 14, but we'll start in 15. So, um, there is gold and a multitude of rubies, but the lips of knowledge are a precious jewel. It's pretty simple. There is no amount of money that can, that is more valuable than the lips of knowledge. People that have the knowledge of God coming off their lips are more valuable than any, any jewels. It's a very rare commodity these days to have um, the knowledge of God. Um, but it's there for us to have. So, verse 16, Take the garment of one who is, who is surety for a stranger and hold it as a pledge when it is for a seductress. I struggled with that one, understanding that. And um, when I was studying, I was listening to Ken Graves, um, and he basically akined it to, you know, if there's something you don't, a situation or a person that you don't know, you better get collateral. You know, make sure you're covered before you go into that situation. And that's how he explained it. So that's all I got on that. So verse 17, uh, bread gained by deceit is sweet to a man, 
but afterward his mouth will be filled with gravel. So there is anything that you could possibly gain through deceit or um, trickery or confusion might be good as soon as you get it, but it's going to taste like gravel. It's going to turn to to gravel in your mouth. It's going to taste like dirt. There's no, no um, what's the word, extended gratification like that. So when you're looking for a deal, think about the future. You don't, and as J.D.'s taught the last couple of weeks, in, in business or in anything, you, you can't be ripping people off. You can't be taking advantage of people, especially if you know the value of something, because it's, it's not going to pay off uh, in the long run. Um, 18, plans are established by counsel. By wise counsel, wage war. And only by wise counsel, and the only wise counsel is the counsel of God. Um, and any and all plans that you, sh- that you make should be made with counsel and should be made with godly counsel. And um, that's the only way that you can get proper guidance is with godly counsel. Um, and when you're going into situations, you want to make sure that you get all the information, grab all the intel that you possibly can before going into that, with be through prayer or talking to people that you do trust that you know are um, godly people, godly men and women. Um, 19. He who goes about as a talebearer reveals secrets. Therefore, do not associate with one who flatters with his lips. Basically, don't gossip. If somebody is willing to talk to you about somebody else, they're willing to talk to somebody else about you. So don't even get involved in it. It's not worth it. Verse 20. Whoever curses his father or his mother, his lamp will be put out in deep darkness. That's pretty simple. It's in the commandments, right? Honor your father and mother. Paul talks about it in, in uh, uh, Ephesians. You know, and, and God doesn't say, you have to like your parents. It's better if you do, I think. It's better that you like them and have a relationship with them. But he just says to honor them and respect them. They've earned that respect as your parents. God gave you to them. So you should honor that and show the proper uh, respect. Uh, Verse 21, in inheritance, an inheritance gained hastily at the beginning will not be blessed at the end. Be patient. If you're expecting an inheritance or um, expecting a situation to come about, you've got to wait on God's time. Um, It needs to be... can you earn an inheritance? I don't know. I think so, I suppose. You know, if, if you're in a position where, you know, you're expecting to, to gain an inheritance from parents or somebody, I suppose it's possible that you could lose that, you know, in your behavior and the way you walk. If you're walking away from God, it's possible that that, that could be taken away from you because you haven't earned it. And I think about kind of the way, you know, in kind of a generational thing, you know, the saying is, you know, hard times breed hard people, and hard people make softer times, and softer times make soft people. Because, you know, in probably not my generation, but the generation before me, they were good people, you know, going through the wars, and just hardworking people. And they went through that, and they wanted better for their kids, right? They wanted them to be, get that step above, to start ahead. The flip side of that is it can cause those kids to not want to work as hard. Because they were placed in a position where their parents loved them and wanted to provide for them, without, without a godly counsel and without the, a proper, the proper leadership in that, 
it can create a softer generation or a softer kid that then doesn't want to work, and then we, and it's cyclical, if that makes sense. I hope that makes sense. If it doesn't, well, okay. Um, verse 22. No, I did 22. Uh, yeah, no, 22. Do not say, I will recompense evil. Wait for the Lord, and he will save you. Um, let God fight your battles. That's, he tells us that he will fight, his battles, fight our battles for us. And if you wait on him and are patient with God, and you wait and pray and um, wait to hear from him in, in your actions as to how to go forward in these battles or arguments or conflicts that you have with people, it's very likely he's going to take care of that, and it's just going to fade away. And you're going to take that, that fog that you saw as a conflict, and you just walk right through it. And you go right in, and you just keep following. You just keep walking, walking towards him. Um, 23. Diverse weights are an abomination to the Lord, and a dishonest scales are not good. That's like the third time he said that in the Proverbs. I think it might be important. Um, be honest in your, be honest in your, in your dealings. Uh, 24. A man's steps are of the Lord. How then can a man understand his own way? Um, God has a plan for you. God has a plan for me. And we don't get to understand it. We don't get to see the whole, whole plan. I would love for it if he would lay it out for me, right? We're going to start at A, and then you're going to go to B and C, and we're going to finish over here. And this is what it's going to look like. But here's the thing. I'm so dense, he could do that, and I still wouldn't get it. So it's better just to not try to understand sometimes and just trust. Trust in God. Trust in what he has for you and his plan. You don't need to know why. It's, it's his plan, and, and he will take you through it. So, 25. It is a snare for man to devote rashly something as holy, and afterward to consider to reconsider his vows. Um, I, we need to be careful about how we, how we, go for, how we uh, agree to things without, without prayer. It's, it's really easy, and especially for me, it's hard for me to say no to people sometimes, and maybe it wasn't for me to do. God, it wasn't part of God's plan for me. And so I've got to be careful about, there's been times where it's really hard for me to say no to JD. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> but uh, there's been a couple times where, you know, I probably should have. You know, it wasn't something that maybe I needed to be doing, or I didn't have time, but I thought I'll make time because he's asking me to, and I should make time for it, and it didn't work out. And it was, it was my fault because I didn't um, I didn't act accordingly. So just, you know, in prayer, and, and it's better to, better to wait and know for sure than to have to go back on your word. Um, so, and, you know, trying to maybe, maybe even force God's hand in things and not, uh, not do as you should. Uh, verse 26, a wise king sifts out the wicked and brings the threshing wheel over them. 27, the spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord searching all the inner depths of his heart. The spirit that we have is the light from God. And that light shines in us and allows us to see, to see our own hearts and to see his heart. Because there's no way to see his heart without his light shining through us. It was described to me one time that we don't want to be the light because we get in the way. We are people and we are we are failed and failing, and we make mistakes, but we want to be a mirror. 
a mirror of God's light, that we reflect his light on the people. And his light coming into us shows us his heart for us. 28, mercy and truth preserve the king, and by loving kindness he upholds his throne. 29, the glory of young men is their strength, and the splendor of old men is their gray head. With age does not necessarily come wisdom, right? There's a lot of older people out there with gray hair, not out here. You guys are all great. Everybody with gray hair, doing great. Uh, but it's true, right? Not age does not necessarily bring wisdom, because that wisdom comes from God. And if they're not following God, um, they don't have that wisdom. And the same, you know, when you're young and strong, like Garrett, you know, that's, but that, that strength that you depend upon now isn't always going to be there. Uh, like I said, I was listening to Ken Graves and watching him, and one of the teachings I listened to was from nine years ago. And, you know, I, if you know who Ken Graves is, he's a you know, big lumberjack. He's from Maine. I mean, he could probably tip a tree with his hands. Um, but the second teaching I listened to was just like in September, and he is completely gray now. He, but at the same time, I think he could still tip a tree with his bare hands. He's got both. I don't know how he does it. It's fantastic because... I'm getting there. I don't like it. Anyway, uh, verse 30. Blows that hurt cleanse away evil, as do stripes the inner depths of the heart. Sometimes if it hurts, it's because it hit the target. If something in a, in a teaching, or you're listening to music, or um, listening to reading God's Word, and you read something, and you're like, ow, that, that hits. It's because it hit the target, and that's something that you need to work on, or I need to work on. And there's a reason that it hurts, and sometimes we need to take those blows in order to realize what needs to go, to see those evil things that need to go away. Uh, chapter 21, uh, verse 1, The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. Like the rivers of water, he turns it wherever he wishes. The king... Uh, let's go ahead and read verse 2. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the hearts. I think those two go together. Um, the king is in charge, but he's not in control. God's in control, and God guides his steps, and if, obviously, if he's seeking the Lord. Um, I was, when I was thinking about that, when I was studying, then I... I don't know if I introduced myself. My name's Toby. I'm sorry. Um, it's been so long. I just assume everybody knows me, but there's people here that probably have no idea who I am. My name's Toby. I'm, you know, obviously I play bass and um, I'm a deacon, and uh, um, I deliver for UPS up in southwest Iowa. And I was thinking about, and of course not all the time, but that still small voice that you hear, and it's, it's a stupid thing, I think. It's, it's really simple, but... You know, when, you're, when I'm going through my day and figuring out where I'm going to go next, right? And you plan out your next five or ten stops or whatever, and like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And then halfway down the block, something changes, like, nope, I'm going to go this way. And I just turn the corner, maybe putting my signal on. I don't know. Um, but then you come around the corner, and the intersection you were going to go into, there was an accident. And God saved me from that accident. Or... I got to a different house at a different time, and there was a, a lady that needed help carrying something or something like that. 
And that's waiting on, and being, which I am not all the time, like I said, being in tune with God and, and being willing to hear that voice. And the, most, the best example I can think about is several years ago, I was um, out in the middle of nowhere, south of Sydney, Iowa, and there's a gravel road. That's a, it's a double S curve. So it's, it's an S and then into another S. And like every good UPS driver, I was going 45 miles an hour down gravel road. And I come around the first S, and there's a deer, right? I stop for the deer. And I have not gotten back up to speed yet, and I come around the second S, and there's a car right in the middle of the road. And if I had not had to stop for that deer, I don't know. I don't know if I'd gotten stopped for the car, right? So I try to notice those little things that God does for us and, and be available to that. And so I, I, I don't know. Uh, verse 3, to do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. Turn my page. Verse 4, a haughty look, a proud heart, and the plowing of the wicked are sins. Um, Psalm 101, verse 5, whoever secretly slanders his neighbor, him I will destroy. The one who has a haughty look and a proud heart, him I will not endure. So being, being proud and haughty and, and puffed up, he does not look upon fondly. Verse 5, the plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty, but those of everyone who is hasty, surely to poverty. Be diligent, work hard, um, have a plan. You know, I don't know if they still talk about the five-year plan. Um, I don't know if five-year plans ever work out. Um, I've never had one. Um, so I don't know if they work out. Uh, but if you are diligent and you work hard, there is success. And God promises that um, it's not always a financial success, um, but it's if you are diligent in doing God's work, there is, there is a reward. Um, but if you don't have a plan and you're not willing to work and you're lazy, um, which you know, the Proverbs talk about a lot here recently, it's a rough road. It's a, it's a hard row. That's a farming term for you. It's a hard road to hoe. I am not a farmer. Verse 6, getting treasures by a lying tongue is the fleeting fantasy of those who seek death. Um, that's, I think that goes back to the, the diverse weights are an abomination. In chapter 20, verse 10, he says they're an abomination. In verse 23, he says it's not good. And here, it says it leads to death. It's kind of a big deal to be honest in your doings and be respectable and, and uh, straightforward. Um, verse 7, the violence of the wicked will destroy them because they refuse to do justice. I think it's interesting. I, in my Bible, it says, uh, where did it go? Uh, verse 8, I'm sorry. The way of a guilty man is perverse, and as for the pure... His work is right. In verse 8, my Bible, it says, the way of a guilty man is perverse and strange. So it's strange to, be, to do evil, to be guilty of something. It is strange to act that way. And it, it seems like the world now is making that seem less and less strange. Yeah. Verse 9, better to dwell in a corner of a housetop than in a house shared with a contentious woman. I probably shouldn't touch this, but here we go. Um, I am not a, a marriage counselor of any kind. I'm not a counselor of any kind. But I know that if your wife's not happy, 
And they say that, you know, happy wife is a happy house. Well, yes, but it's not always their fault. I'm an idiot, and I do stupid stuff. And if she's not happy or I am not leading her in a way that allows her to be happy and brings contention in the house, it's better that I grab my pillow and I sleep on the roof than to be in that house, and I get up there and I'm going to pray until I figure out how I'm going to minister to her properly, to settle her and to to lead her properly in a godly way so that there is no contention. Because if you're not walking together and going the same way, there's going to be contention. Like I said, I probably should have left that alone. But Verse 10. The soul of the wicked desires evil. His neighbor finds no favor in his eyes. When the scoffer is punished, the simple is made wise. When the wise is instructed, he receives knowledge. So even, even the wise, even the people who follow God need instruction, and they are wise because they receive that instruction. Um, verse 12, the righteous God wisely considers the house of the wicked, overthrowing the wicked for their wickedness. 13, whoever shuts his ears to the cry of the poor will also cry himself and not be heard. If you are able to give, and God puts it on your, ha- your heart to give in whatever, whatever way, whether it be time or money or whatever is needed. If you ignore that call, God's saying, when it's your turn, nobody's going to hear you either. Uh, let's see. 14. A gift in secret pacifies anger, and a bribe behind the back, strong wrath. If you're having trouble with somebody, if somebody's angry with you, then here's God saying is, buy them something. Now, God says it's, in the word here, it says a secret. So do doing something for them in secret, so maybe they even don't know that it's you. But I think it's, it's okay to apologize. I think it's as simple as that. If somebody's mad at you or angry with you, it's okay to say I'm sorry. It's okay to go to them and fix it. Um, verse 15. It is a joy for the just to do justice, but destruction will come to the workers of iniquity. 16, a man who wanders from the way of understanding will rest in the assembly of the dead. I think that's pretty simple. Don't wander away from God. Um, yeah, I wrote something else down. But I don't think it's right. He who loves pleasure will be a poor man. He who loves wine and oil will not be rich. Don't chase after the world. Um, we live in a, in, a, in a, we used to call it a drive-through world, a McDonald's world. Order it here, get it here, two minutes later and you're gone. God doesn't always work like that. Uh, you got to wait on the Lord, and delayed, delayed gratification is, is a good thing. Wait for the pleasures that he has for you. To chase after instant gratification and the pleasures of this world um, leads to destruction. Um, 18. The wicked shall be a ransom for the righteous and the unfaithful for the upright. 19. Better to dwell in the wilderness than with a contentious and angry woman. Here it is again. If you're afraid of heights, go into the woods. Don't get up on the roof. Go into the woods. Um, but 
There is desirable treasure and oil in the dwelling of the wise, but a foolish man squanders it. Um, don't squander God's blessing. He has it for you, and uh, we need to take care of it. Um, he who follows righteousness and mercy finds life, righteousness, and honor. A wise man scales the city of the mighty and brings down the trusted stronghold. As the wise man is able to bring down a stronghold because he's wise and has godly counsel, and God will show him how to bring down. Uh, you think about Jericho. How many men am I going to need? None. You just need me. Um, you know, he gives him men, but... 22. No, we did 22. 23. Whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from troubles. Better, better to uh, keep quiet and have people thank you the fool than to open your mouth and confirm it. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of things, that, a, lot of, a lot of problems that can be avoided if we just don't, uh, don't open our mouths. There's not every conversation do I need to interject into. I think that's most conversations I probably shouldn't interject into. But uh, um, a proud and haughty man, verse 24, scoffer is his name. He acts with arrogant pride. 25, the desire of the lazy man kills him where his hands refused to labor. He covets greedily all day long, but the righteous gives and does not spare. If the, the lazy man is going to struggle, I mean, that's, I think that's simple. If you're lazy and you're greedy, you're going to struggle all the day long. If you're righteous, you will have it to spare. Um, 27, the sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination. How much more when he brings it with wicked intent. 28, a false witness shall perish, but the man who hears him will speak endlessly. 29, a wicked man hardens his face, but as for the upright, he establishes his way. In verse 30, there is no wisdom or understanding or counsel against the Lord. Confirmation of God's word or his direction for your life is it's imperative. Um, you know, if you're you're praying about something and you and you think you hear from God, and you're maybe you're not sure, but you think you have, God will confirm that for you. Whether it be, you know, you run into somebody at Walmart and they have there's no possible way they could know what you're praying about, but something they say confirms what God has told you. And that can happen. He will confirm those things so that you know that what God has said is, is right and, and to receive that counsel. And, but on the flip side of that, if somebody tells you something that's contrary to, what, to God's word or to what somebody, is, um, somebody with, that you know has godly counsel, if Jerry counsels me, I'm pretty sure it's going to be godly counsel. But if, if I've heard from God or I think I've heard from God and it lines up with God's word, and even, even Jerry, if he says something that's contrary to that, I'm sticking with God. Even though I know Jerry's godly counsel, he may not know what I'm praying about, and if he says, I don't even know. I don't even know what I would ask Jerry about. Because um, he's anything, because he's considerably smarter than I am. So I could ask him anything, but 
Does that make sense? We'll leave it alone there. Um, I keep beating it. Um, but if, if it's contrary to God's word, throw it out. Always, it needs to line up with God's word. Um, verse 31. The horse is prepared for the day of battle, but deliverance is of the Lord. Even though we know that God is control, God is in control, and as we, as we said before, he will lead us through battles, and he will save us from battles, and, and take us through them, it doesn't mean that we don't prepare. It doesn't mean that we're not in the Word every day, preparing our hearts, preparing for battle. It's a war out there. It is a fight out there every day to be a godly person, to follow God. It's tough. Everything out there tells you to ignore God or to, to leave Him or to do something that's contrary to God's Word or Or the world is out to separate you from God. I think it's as simple as that. And it's, it's hard. It is so hard not to, not to step that way and to wander away from it and follow those things of the world. Um, but knowing that and knowing that God will take us through those battles doesn't mean we don't prepare for them anyway. Um, and who knows? I mean, we don't know. It's very possible, and why you should be prepared, it's very possible that he's going to let you fight that a little bit, because maybe you need to stretch. Maybe there's something that that needs to go in your heart, and going through that fight is going to stretch that. Or maybe you need to take some of those blows that show the evil, and he's going to let you fight that for a little bit. He's still with you. Don't, Don't believe that he's forsaken you, but... He may let you fight, so you need to prepare. You need to prepare your hearts. Like I said, 20 minutes. <laughs> We're a little early, but I don't think I can expound anymore. So let's pray. Uh, Father, we just, again, thank you for today. I thank you for these people. Lord, I just, as I prayed earlier, I just pray that, that they get what you have for them and that, um, and that I didn't get in your way. Um, Father, I, just, I thank you for them. Um, I pray as they go out uh, this week that... Um, that you are with them, and that they continue to seek you. And um, Lord, that no matter what, that they seek you. Lord, we know that, that we need you. We need Jesus. Lord, and I pray if there's, if there's anybody here that doesn't know you, that they, that they will come to know you. And, um, and I do pray that they come back next week, Lord, that, uh, um, that they're here to seek you and not, not us or me or that they're here to seek you. And I hope and I pray that they've found you here, Lord. Um, Again, Father, we just love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a good week. If you need prayer, we'll be up here to pray with you.